0: welcome to sound and vision conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process here's the host
1: of sound and vision brian alfred sound and vision is sponsored by usa primed fredericks canvas supporting artists for 150 years primed in atlanta georgia with the widest variety of primed and unprimed cottons and linens on the market. I've been using Frederick's for a long, long time, and it's always been a great canvas to work on in a studio. You can find Frederick's in your local art store or at fredericksprintcanvas.com. Sound and Vision is supported by the New York Studio School, where drawing, painting, and sculpture are studied in depth, debated energetically, and created with passion. The school's full-time programs, a two-year MFA degree, in a three-year certificate program, focus on experimental learning and sustained studio courses. Both programs invite students to focus on painting or sculpture, with drawing as an integral foundation for all creative production. Each semester begins with a two-week drawing or sculpture marathon to generate momentum and expand one's range of strategies for future studio work. Since its inception, the New York Studio School has emphasized rigorous learning through direct experience. Learn about scholarship opportunities, schedule a tour, and ask questions by emailing info at nyss.com. The school welcomes applications for fall 2020, full-time study through nyss.org. Sound and Vision is also sponsored by Golden Artist Colors. Golden is a company based in upstate New York and is committed to making the best artist materials for artists to make work with. You can get it in just about every art store, and online at goldenpaints.com. Rebecca Morgan received a BA from Bloomsburg University of Pennsylvania and her MFA from Pratt Institute. Her work has been covered in the New York Times, Time Out New York, Hyperallergic, Art News, Whitehot Magazine. Beautiful Decay, Art Slant Juxtapose, The Huffington Post, Paper Magazine, and Berlin's Lowdown Magazine. She is the recipient of residencies at the John Michael Kohler Arts Center, the Bemis Center for Contemporary Arts, the Watershed Center for Ceramic Arts Residency, a Vermont Studio Center Full Fellowship, and the George Rickey Residency at Yaddo, amongst others. Rebecca has exhibited widely in the United States and abroad with recent exhibitions at Bravin Lee Projects in New York, Mother Gallery in Beacon, Oakland University Art Gallery in Beacon, Western Exhibitions in Illinois, Mana Contemporary in New Jersey, Greenpoint Terminal Gallery in New York, the Vancouver Art Gallery in Canada, Hole Gallery, Mrs. Gallery, Marinero Gallery, Hashimoto Contemporary, Woodstock Birdcliffe Guild, Fisher Paris Gallery, Waskob Family Gallery at Penn State, Knoll Gallery in Austria, Richard Heller Gallery in California, and the Children's Museum of Art in New York, along with showing at Spring Break Art Fair in New York. Rebecca stopped by my studio for a talk about Central Pennsylvania, Marching Band, The Miracle of Making Art, City Slickers, and a lot more. I want to mention that this was recorded before the escalation of the coronavirus. I'm hoping that these conversations are a bit of respite from isolation and that you find it comforting to hear some one-on-one in the midst of the current conditions. I'll be turning to doing some podcasts over the internet in the near future. Until then, here's our conversation. That's, I'm glad. <laughs> I, I, I hope to create some sort of comfortable atmosphere.
0: Yeah. Everything feels so impossible these days. That's why I'm saying. You know, like, yeah. I talk a lot about it with students, think about it myself. It's just like how impossible everything is and how insane it is to just be kind of in this privilege that we can that we're like showing work yeah I mean that there's even a show or that I have a gallery that doesn't even make sense to me
1: oh impossible in that way
0: everything's impossible and so like anything's (laughs) a w you know what I mean at this point it's just like wow like how does anyone exist everything's so nuts especially and then this like niche career that we've like made for ourself, that yeah. doesn't make any sense either. And the, and then to go to like the armory, that extra doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? And yeah. then it's like, well, spring break, that feels a little bit more sincere. right? But then, you know, there's like levels of participation and the navigation is beyond
1: bonkers at all times. Like it's exhausting, isn't it? Yeah. I think if anything, if nothing else, it's, it's tired. Cause there's so much Yeah, like now there's so much all the time of everything. Mm-hmm.
0: And I mean, coming up, we didn't have, we didn't have, instagram we don't have a smartphone you know
1: no you didn't have that distraction, distraction well you teach too
0: tool, yeah
1: not i try not to you know harp on students about the phone thing but i don't think it's easy you know i didn't have my laptop in the studio playing like the office while i was trying to paint.
0: <laughs> <laughs> i know it's just like, like how do you do that i know i don't know either. but
1: i guess I, you accl- i guess people acclimate right
0: yeah i mean just so many just thinking and talking so much about like the infinite ways to navigate everything and how impossible it all feels. But then now there's more things and more things to look at and more ways to navigate it. And who do you want to be? And so I do, I'm trying to, I was, I'm trying to really think about demystifying things too. It feels really important.
1: Yeah. I think you, your work and like what you do comes across as, I don't know. Maybe it is that directness of it. There's a certain sort of direct feel to it. Mm -hmm. So it feels like, I don't know, it's more analog, not analog, but you know what I mean? It's like, I made this, this is me, this is my life, this is my voice, and there it is. Whereas I think these days it's it's really easy to... But then you could totally be... I think about it sometimes when I see some of the things that you're posting. Mm -hmm. You could be totally making totally, that stuff up. exactly. And yeah. I'm, there's so <laughs> many people out there. Have you ever seen one of those accounts or like someone who has like a gazillion people following him and they're in in the studio and, you know, it's... And they paint. You yeah, see them with you, the brush stroke
0: coming out. Right, and you know it's just... <laughs> it's all for show. Yeah. It's all smoke and mirrors.
1: Right, but then it is art, so it's all kind of smoke and mirrors. Well, really.
0: yeah, and I think a lot about as like the myth of yourself and making... I mean, you can be anyone that you want with the smoke and mirror tool of your phone so i mean at the end of the day you if i really want to pump up being from the rural it's just like how much do i like emphasize that how much do i emphasize just being a woman in the world how much do i emphasize just being an artist in the world like it's all the same it's all this insane navigation it's all garbage and on fire (laughs) like the world (laughs) is ending for real so like might as well kind of just try to enjoy yourself as impossible as that is. And that's why I'm like, when I'm out in the world and I see all this shit, it's just like, I'm so pumped up to be a part of it. I never ever dreamed that that could even happen. And yeah. the fact that I'm like participating slightly is like, it makes me crazy emotional because it's because it's just so you see how impossible it is to get anything done or like to get a studio visit is so intense and hard and you have to like desperately eat sleep and breathe and want it and be you know like come out of your shell when you don't want to and turn it up to 11 and you know like it's an endless list of nutty, nutty insane shit all the yeah. time so are we starting is this I think it? <laughs> Did we start? That's it. <laughs> are we co- are we done? I think we covered everything. Okay, cool. That's, that was awesome. Love Bushwick. <laughs> <No.
1: laughs> We're at the commute. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs>
0: I honestly do live, love Bushwick. I mean, um, I also think about like how people are artists too, and then like I've never I'm like looking at this studio, I'm like, oh what how awesome this is and like as a zone of making things mm-hmm. and how important that type of place is can be and
1: how hard it is to keep that afloat. Yeah,
0: and it's also like really romanticized. Like whenever the second I was in here I'm like, oh like romantically kinda like my ears perked up and I'm looking at this space and I'm thinking about all the time spent in here and toiling and working it out and being in the lab and and like back home. For years I've pretty much like made things on my kitchen table and like And just making it work and being scrappy in that sense too so like all the different layers of like talking about smoke and mirrors how you have no idea how things are even made at the end of the day you know like I have no idea where any of the stuff that I saw at all those art fairs came from you know
1: honestly it doesn't really matter doesn't matter in the end it's just the thing Mm -hmm. right I know I mean there's so many I, I feel that way there's kind of like a parallel of there's people who will post about how glorious their studio is or you know like a lot of time yeah the
0: romanticized (laughs) practice and then the videos of the painting like circle right so like that's kind of where at the end of the day I'm like if you can't beat them, join them. like I almost try not to think too much about anything right like I would love to be be blissfully unaware that's like my biggest fantasy that's
1: what what I learned in school like the um, one of the things that stuck with me because there was probably five one was Mm -hmm. the definition of art (laughs)
0: Just, I mean, the grad school, FAA, terminal degree. Mm -hmm. Totally
1: worth um Was this definition of art (laughs) Mm -hmm. as being like an unconscious representation of your ideological age? Oh, big time. But unconscious, right? Mm -hmm. Try not to be overconscious of what you're making. Yeah, that
0: sounds impossible. Yeah. I mean, well, that's like trying to remove, I mean, like we're both academics and I have been more entrenched in just thinking about, like I preach and talk about how to navigate and move through making things Mm -hmm. like I eat, sleep and breathe that. And so, I mean, at the end of the day, it's almost just like problem solving and how this gets done and, you know, demystifying, but then, you know, um, where's this coming from and why do you need to do it? And is there any other way you can? And so it's like, I'm trying to walk the walk as much as I can too.
1: Yeah, definitely. That's one good thing about teaching is, you don't want to be up there, you know, gassing on about this and that, and then you go back and you're like, "What? You're not even thinking about it." It kind of like makes you keep yourself in check yeah. if you're, if you care. Yeah, if you're being
0: responsible, <laughs> right. or at the very minimal, just being like, "Am I even?" I mean, I think a good artist and a a good professor or educator is one that's, you know, at least conscious of the things that they're, <laughs> they're yeah. tra- advocating for, and then, totally. you know, as soon as I say something, I'm thinking like, "Well, you know." I'm saying this because I have very straightforward experience of this is my problem too. My problems are your problems. Yeah. And um at the end of the day we're all just trying to na- it's the exhaustive navigation that when I come back to thinking about how all this is done Again, like trying to remove the thinking part, that's almost the problem, the conversation of like, you're thinking too much or you want this to be capital A art. And it's just like, what does even capital A art mean? Or, you know, like you go to the armory and it's like, some things are garbage. Most of it, you know, all of it. A lot of, I don't know, can we say, a lot of our peers are ding dongs. Can we say that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you can say that. (laughs) In lots of different ways. Yeah. Not just formally, but... Um, like personally and uh, many layers to all of this, so it's mostly just being hypercritical and then figuring out what works for you, figuring out what you like and don't like. I mean, the the bad things are just as informative, I think, of as as the all the wins.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's all one big thing. Ugh, I know, it, with the good and the bad. What, you are, we doing? <laughs> well, what <laughs> Why are we okay. doing? Well, what okay. <laughs> Existential Ooh. void. I think that's kind of yeah, like, like Ooh. it's like the practical versus the existential uh, question of like why and how.
0: Who, what, when, where, why. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like,
1: g- I'm glad we started light.
0: Yeah. It feels good. Now it's only downhill from here. So we can well, coast.
1: You know what we should do is talk about like where you grew up because I think it's that's fertile a fertile ground. Yeah. Yeah. What I mean, we you were talking about like. the country and how country you, or how rural you get with your description of like uh-huh. you. Yeah. I immediately thought, like, do I put, do I add banjo to this post? Or <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, that, I mean, like, how much of a stereotype is a, is true? Yeah. That's something I roll with all the time. And, you know, like, um, levels of, of whiteness in America. And so, like, growing up, I grew up in central Pennsylvania, which is, as conservative and um, in this in very rural insular bubble. And um, I always exist in the liminal, this like in-between of not quite uh, – this exhaustive froth of trying to think about where I am in the world, uh, me as an artist, and then coming from this place that also – gave me such pride and identity and such a sincere love for all things rural and growing up and extreme Pennsylvania pride. And, and I loved my family. I st- you know, I still love my family. I loved. <laughs> well, that gets complicated. We can circle back to that, yeah. but then <laughs> hold on. Um, but, and this place I really revere and love that gave me so much of my identity, but it's so problematic. And, you know, I have, I feel ashamed and I, um, it's it's complex that there's not necessarily a clear way to deal with this like rural whiteness in America as soon as like after the election happened everyone was like this is your crew's fault like you did this to America and I'm like well you know like I can say straightforwardly that this is like years and years decades of being feeling forgotten in America by like conservatives and uh, liberals so it's like what do you do with you know kind of an uneducated whole class that's just like slowly evaporating into poverty and and drugs and so and opioid crisis so anyways um where you know try to like talk about how complex you know i'm never gonna have my some of my family members ever come to the other side or understand be on the quote-unquote right side of history or any of that like so you know a lot of my friends would just be like, well, I guess you can't ever talk to your racist family member ever again. And I'm like, well, that's probably the right answer, but you know, it's not that easy. And like, right. do we just like not talk about it or do we, you know, like how do we function? And it's kind of like, well, we don't talk about it, but that feels bad too. And so
1: that feels like the easy way out. Yeah. yeah you know,
0: but I already know like this entrenchment is, it's just how it is. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to change that. I also understand very clearly why most of those people think the way that they do sometimes it's very straightforwardly like you know how can in some ways how can they really advocate for uh, for communities that they've never encountered in their
1: life you know it's totally isolation from you know from an experience you know you could just draw a parallel between rural and city life you know Mm -hmm. I think the same thing happens like if you never go to the city Mm -hmm. and you're 30 years old and Mm -hmm. you finally go to New York it's gonna be like you can't like yeah. yeah, and you even have an idea about what that city is, just like people do from urban areas think about people in the foothills of that's appalachia, yeah you know
0: that's what I encounter a lot of where um you know, I'm teaching this year in Arkansas, and so many of my conversations when I come up here, I come up here like once a month more or less, and you know to do all kinds of stuff, but then you know like. I like to keep people guessing. They're like, where are you at this year? Cause every year I'm pretty much at a different school. Yeah, You're not, you yeah.
1: feel like I'm
0: always in transient. transition. Yeah. Yeah. And I like it that way, but that also adds to this liminal, like I'm in the middle. I don't really know where I am and yeah. I'm here. I have one foot here and then one foot, you know, I go to New York and I feel capable in New York and then I feel, you know, where, what is going on? It's like this exhaustive trying to, you know, Figure it out again, right. like full circle back to just like who, what, when, where, why. Uh, but, anyways, when I say, like, oh, I'm coming from Arkansas, everyone's like, ugh, Ooh that must be awful. And I'm like, actually it's, I have a great life. I like these places. That feels very familiar to me. It feels more familiar than like some bratty people up here that are literally saying that shit to me. Right. So, um, you know, I find way more interesting things that are happening in communities and my communities in Arkansas or in, you know, last year I was in New Hampshire. The year before that I was in Cincinnati. The year before that I was in Virginia. And so like, I'm, seeing way more things. I'm, my bubble is expanded. There's, you know, but that's, that's kind of like how people encounter or that's how they talk about Places other than New York, and no one are in New York, very few people are from New York. You right. know, like it's they such a bratty. Places. I'm like, give me a break. <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> bad behavior. Yeah. But I think that that's also just like the no brainer, like, ooh, that must be weird. Uh, but I mean, that's, of course, it is. It's too, super weird. You know, Definitely. all these places are totally nuts.
1: And that's kind of like this dynamic between like the two sides of the United States, because, you know, there's the two sides of it, really. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, but imagine also being here, like moving. Here when you're five or ten years old from another country, mm-hmm. so you're American, mm-hmm. but you don't feel connected here totally because people see you as an outsider. But when you go home, you're not seen as someone really from there because you're kind of Americanized. You know what I mean? Totally. That must be even, you know, harder.
0: Yeah, layers of entrenchment, layers of like, you know how do you live in a world where it's not for you? And then what do you say to just like survive? You know, like how do you say the thing that will get you past, you know, like how do you shake the hands and just move on and take what you need kind of be selfish and, you know, be scrappy in that way. So anyways, everything feels bad. (laughs) So I'm like, well,
1: growing up, was it, I mean, how was it?
0: Well, it was really idyllic. Um, I had just like a very, it was like Huckleberry Finn childhood. It was just awesome. And, um, my my grandparents lived up the road my other grandparents lived in town we were like hardcore matriarchal family and just like you know it was my mom and my brother and I and we just we just rolled deep we had an awesome time and then but i was I just had no idea that anything I had no idea that this was something that you could even do and that yeah. that's kind of something I think a lot about too like how would my life have been if I would have known about RISD you know or like I could have gone to undergrad you know like I could have gone to undergrad at Penn State even I went ended up going to to Bloomsburg yeah and so uh, I was kind of like it was kind of like 13th grade and I was kind of self-taught for all of those reasons but um, I just didn't even know even when I was in undergrad because I went to be a um, high school teacher Mm because growing up as especially as a woman uh, in Clearfield, Pennsylvania, you were a nurse, you were a teacher, you took care of kids somehow, you got married, um, you worked at the bank, you know, like that pretty much five possibilities. I've narrowed women's (laughs) life
1: down to five options. Swear to God.
0: Yeah, I swear. And, or you like left and did something else, but I didn't I mean, no one could even model what that something else looked like. Right. And so, um, you know, I was like, well, I guess I'll be a teacher because I think I can help I really wanted to help people in a better way that I had or in I didn't have much in terms of seeing the scope. So I was like, I think I can I really want to be that for someone like mentorship is a big deal to me. Yeah. So because that's how I've gained everything just from people showing me how to do it and like how. And so I take that my my role doing that really, really seriously and, and the demystifying of the art world and how I navigated things. So, anyways, I just had no idea growing up. I loved making things, and I, I was obsessed with comics and funnies and the Sunday paper and, and printed media, but I just, I didn't, there's no one to say, like, you know that this is something that you can do. Or, like, um, you know, your professors, you could actually be that. There yeah. wasn't any conversation about, you know, what a creative life was, because there wasn't anyone, I had no idea no one was doing that.
1: Were you talking about, like, grade school high school or college like everything the whole bit
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean for sure in undergrad I mean for sure in in high school um I just was so I was a shitty high school student where I I like did just enough to get a good to medium grade and I was so uninspired and I just hated it so much and I was really just thinking about I was like very interested in escapism and that's still what a lot of my work is about and just being blissfully unaware coming to that too just you know like all I dream is just like if I had no responsibilities or if I had had no pressure to do anything like all bets are off just what would I do and sometimes like I would do a indulgent you know Dionysian Cheeto picnic like stereotypical (laughs) redneck style you know and then it's like full circle again so like the myth of yourself the myth of where you came from you know which is I mean totally true and totally you know I mean when I talk about being from the rural it is we're the third poorest county in all of Pennsylvania like it's that is fact and you know like I um was a middle in middle class so you know it wasn't we didn't struggle but my family a lot of my family members were are addicted to opioids and have mental health crises and all of this stuff all related to growing up where we did and so long story short um it's as complex as or as straightforward as you want it to be yeah. and like it's always in this middle of like you know loving loathing uh easy hard or you know there's never it's always this middle if i reference the scale thing a lot if like 1 is easy 10 is impossible 1 is screaming you know 10 is uh, a whisper then i'm always a 5 yeah. and kind of like sliding somewhere Was that on
1: purpose to like m- Navigate all the ups and downs of what you sort of had to go through growing up?
0: I think so. I think it makes it just like, how can I navigate this? Or I don't, I know that I have to be an 11 and turn myself up when I need to be just to like be powerful and get something that I want, or, yeah. you know, like get a job or get a residency or, you know, work really hard to get into grad school or all of these things. And then, like, you know, uh, when the microphone's off, then you can be your one. And then, right. but it's like a lot of, um, problem solving and understanding, like self-discipline to even know what you're up to, to begin with, to be critical of that. Does that make right. sense? I'm yeah, totally. Saying anything. No, no.
1: <laughs> but like, when did, when did art enter the equation of where that is something that you can use in a balance in your life? Oh, okay. Or was it not?
0: Well, it's really interesting. I mean, so I, I've said that, um, like the archive of myself. I like this. I'm thinking a lot about the shit that I haven't even thought about in so long. <laughs> um, when I was in... But I mean, this whole un, like revealing of how things go down is so, so crucial. Which, again, I never had anyone even say like, here's exactly how I got a, a show or here's exactly how I navigated any of this. And so when I was in undergrad, I was kind of like double majoring. I was going to be an English, a secondary English teacher and like to teach high school. And my my very best mentor, Jason Godek, he, his wife was my, um, was my teaching component professor. Mm-hmm. And I was set to do my, um, I was set to do my student teaching like a month from when I was supposed to. And I had a, an office visit with her and she, and she was the first one to just say, you know, you, you're doing so well in teaching. You could do that. That would be a great life. But she's like, what I think would be even better would be if you could do something like jason's doing or like, that you could do what we do mm-hmm. and that hadn't even really i didn't know why i was doing making art other than um you know i thought that maybe at some point i would i always had dreams to move to new york or to live a creative life or to work for, for a magazine but again i was like oh, maybe i'll go to grad school somehow but anyway she was the first person to say like um you know, it can look like this, or it doesn't have to be. You don't have to just get a paycheck and have this be locked into a life, right? And that you know, you can you you can actually get an MFA if you want to. And I'm like, what's an MFA? You know, like yeah. it was even just that. But isn't it w-
1: crazy? You just need someone to tell you those things.
0: Yeah. How I mean, how does anything even happen? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And for a lot of us, like mom and dad, didn't have that experience. Like that wasn't coming from, of course, not. mom and dad.
0: No. And so like, and so I think so, I mean, that's why I'm hardwired to want to do this. And I love school and and I eat, sleep and breathe making things. And so it's like almost a perfect incubator to hang out and to talk shop and to meet new people. And so like in that way, it's never not going to be academia for, for me. And using academia as a tool for just like, if you're here, let me help you here because I owe every single thing to just like, I can pinpoint like five or six people who just gave me a second or like gave me a break or right. like helped me out. And it's just that genuine, um, you know, how do I say it? what's risk, res- reciproc- reciproc- reciprocation?
1: <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> That's how you say it.
0: Sound and vision. Reciprocation. <laughs> Reci- Jesus reciprocation reciprocation reciprocal to a person helping me out (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) you wash or you pat my back I pat your back exactly
0: yeah and so I'm like literally here because people took the time to tell me I remember um, my my first show that I had um, it was kind of in this really scrappy spot um, in Chelsea and, and it was a big deal and my mentor, Sheila Pepe, she was like, she came to my opening and she was kind of like standing along the side, kind of quiet. And I was like, what do you think? You know, I was all excited. And she was like, I'm just going to watch. I'm just going to watch how this goes down for a while. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Monitoring the <this Yeah>. situation. <laughs> and, and, um, and I'll never, ever forget this. And so she was, um, uh, at the end, she kind of checked back in and she was like, let's go get coffee tomorrow. And I'm going to tell you how you did. And, oh, wow, she's and,
1: gonna give you the recap.
0: Totally. And so I was like, Okay, great. Like I wasn't I was so excited for any type of feedback, yeah. good or bad. Like I just needed to know what to do. And so I'll never forget. I sat down and I brought my notebook and she was like, Okay, here's what you did that was great, here's what you did that you need to work on, here's what you did that you should never ever do. Here's like this is traditionally what you how you have a opening, this is traditionally what you like she put me through the ringer essentially saying like this is how we do it industry standard and I watched you do this and now you need to figure it out and so I mean if it wasn't for that I would never you know
1: what were the things that you've never ever do did you like kick someone in the ass or something (laughs) well
0: figuratively (laughs) um I mean it was a lot of um just like you know you you need to know people's faces and like if you know uh, I was such a small child. I was like, if Roberta Smith came in here, would you know what she looked like? And I'm uh, like, okay. oh, you know, that type of thing. And she was like, there were there was this person, this person, this person. You spent more time talking to your friends and less time introducing yourself, oh, right, and like yeah. that type of thing, or the social side of things. Yeah, was, which
1: which you know, as artists, we don't really get that playbook. You've had it's on the job training. You know, it's like in school they don't talk about that for one no, second. Of course not. No, and then you you get thrust into this position to where you're not like mingling within a party of people. It's mm-hmm. like all of a sudden, like you're the star of that show mm-hmm. and you've got to perform essentially. Yeah. And you're like, what, what do I do? I'm just going to go talk to my friend yeah. the Come whole time. Cause they're, yeah. 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 And it takes a while to kind of understand how to do the social thing.
0: Yeah. And it's such an important part. And, um, I've been talking a lot with some of the grads that I have and some students that I've been having where it's just like, you know, I, Really struggle with that part, and I get I'm so anxious, and I don't know what to do, and I'm like, um, it only comes from I only feel confident, and sometimes that's the smoke and mirrors, and and the performance part. But I only feel that way because I've been practicing for so many years. I've totally, been like, yeah. like I have to go and put myself in those uncomfortable positions. And now, the more that I do it, I it's like secondhand, and I, it doesn't feel so bad anymore. Right? And you just
1: you you get accustomed to it. Of course. And as you get older, you don't give a shit. So oh you're just like, God, what? So true. <laughs> that yep. really helps you out <laughs> social situations. The edge comes when down, you're yeah. too exhausted to get nervous. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Where you're just like, yeah, whatever, it just doesn't matter. Yeah, I is... mean, but you it it makes you in functional mm-hmm. in those situations mm-hmm. but i worry too and speaking about like students and younger people they have so much less face time where mm-hmm. so much communication like cuz you know when you when you're at an opening or you're speaking with people there's a lot of like one-on-one physical cues and you know like it's very intense it's a social thing and you can that doesn't work over texting mm-hmm. you know like you can't drop an emoji in that conversation this is going to help you navigate <laughs> like an awkward statement or something you know yeah, of course so i i wonder how that eventually
0: mm-hmm. well i talked to you about like well you know so Speaking of being in all of these other other places, you know, that are not New York, that's not Los Angeles, or it's not in this huge cultural hub, that I'm like, all right, so what can you do that you can still have these relationships and dynamics? You can send a DM and maybe someone checks it, maybe, you know, but I preach and advocate so deeply about just being like you just need to say hello you know send a message and i was like every time someone sends me a dm i look and see who they are do we have friends in common i was like and then the people who are like completely socially you know anxious and and i and i can be that way absolutely but it's mostly just like turn it on we got to do this now like again how bad do you want it but anyways you know i was like you can get just as much work done you know i get just as much work done living anywhere any of these places sending messages and then following up in person you know like this week you know i'm just like running around saying hello to people and just being like i I need to stop here i need to do this i need to do that and so at the end of the day i've accumulated a lot of actual relationships that have started from this like binary platform and so you know i'm like if you're socially If you're having some issues there You can use the emoji And then follow up in person And then it, it again Like takes the level of nuttiness down A yeah, little bit It's like you're social a lubricant totally. If you use it the right way mm-hmm. You know
1: it helps out You don't have to go straight up to someone Like I don't know When a I first started opening. showing Not to When I first started showing There was no You know the internet was barely internet And mm-hmm. you know, there was no social stuff So You just had to go up to people Which mm-hmm. can be really awkward Mm-hmm you know and and I guess maybe that's a good training for it but if you there's so many of especially like doing this and talking to so many artists you know I can't like I don't meet everyone face. I don't go to openings all the time mm-hmm. I've got a lot of I can't do yeah, it course. yeah so if I send a message and then I end up you know having all these great conversations and meeting people it's it's a great way to just get in the door just mm-hmm. kind of like open it. And I, But I think a lot of times, like some of my students, I had a class where it was about them like thinking about what to do when they get out of school because mm-hmm. I never had that class. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I had them all contact like five people over social media and just say, hey, um, I like your work. Mm-hmm. Um, if there's any tips. And they were shocked that people actually got back to them. Of course. Almost and always. And it's like, yeah, like people will resp- usually respond. Mm-hmm. It's like artists aren't that famous. or that, <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? It's not like, you know.
0: Yeah. But there's, I mean. And talk about think a lot, too, where it's just like I before Instagram, I had to you to really work hard to even just be like, what does this person's face look like? Or yeah. even like, um, what are my talking points? Where did they go to school? Who do we have in common? And now, you know, I guess I didn't realize that it is as simple as just being like, I'm a huge fan of your work. I'm a huge fan of your program. I really like what you curate. I really like anything, you know, and then just to say thank you. And and I just wanted to say hello and who I am. And then just by checking in and having, that's a real rapport. And it really does start off that way. Like just any, any relationship, it starts with very small and then you really do have to work at it. Right. You know, like it's not just going to appear. Sometimes it does very rarely, but yeah, like how, what's going to happen after the confines of school go away or what mm-hmm. happens? Like, how are you going to navigate this for yourself? And it's mostly just, I mean, I mean, social media, I, I don't know. It's, it's the, (laughs) let me collect myself. It really is. um, I can, I can say, I can pinpoint so many moments in my actual career from DMs or like I, I saw this post and, you know, I'm thinking about using social media in ways that it's not just like posting an image or it's like, how can we use the, the tools innate with that? Or so like using it, Kind of selfishly, in a way, and but I mean, there is nothing more important than Instagram. I mean, there's just no way around it. It's yeah, these like, days it's yeah,
1: it's the way to connect with people.
0: Yeah, and it, for it's unbelievably amazing that 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 can happen, and people can pull my face up and be like, "I think that's Rebecca Morgan." That happens all the time. I mean, I like do yeah, a lot I of selfies to, and shit. But.
1: I wanted to go through that <laughs> okay. down that road because <laughs> your persona, like you are. On there a lot I mean your work is At times I would imagine Somewhat autobiographical Yeah It's it's very It's even
0: It's getting to be even more In the new like stuff That I'm thinking about But um
1: So how does that Work with meeting people Who have a certain Perception of you Yeah You know Because a lot of the stuff Well I don't I don't know I don't really know you Mm Mm-hmm (laughs) <laughs>
0: well, I mean, but, but you kind of do, though. You get a I mean, feeling that, yeah, but that might
1: be, you know, it's all the smoke and the weird. professor picks <laughs> might just be like kind of goofy, like tongue in cheek. But then there might be a lot of people come up to you and you're like, oh, uh, you know, like, and a lot of the, you, you do allude to like these, I, I believe at times like people who are contacting you or just men in general, mm-hmm. like coming, you know, like that kind of crap. <laughs> totally. That, you know, so is it, how is it navigating between like you and your work and your direct relationship with your work and then that going out there. And then this fact that nowadays, like back in the day, people just go to the gallery and they say like, Oh, that's you. There's some self portraits and this mm-hmm. is kind of what they, now that work is tied together with this social side <laughs> to it Yeah, totally. that can be completely misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. Then again, people can misinterpret anything. Sure. And, often do but now it's more accessible just Mm -hmm. like the artwork is more accessible with social media Mm -hmm. so is Mm -hmm. you know misinterpretation of someone Mm -hmm. i mean is that do you not have to deal with it that much or do you kind of put the blinders on and say you know whatever i'm just doing my thing
0: like everything's fodder like yeah everything's just like gifts manna from heaven when like some ding dong slides into my dm and says something insane i'm because i'm like ultimately i'm making work about myself no matter what even if it's more archetypal or even if it's straightforwardly me like it's always me even when it's not my face even when I paint a male it's still about you know rural whiteness or just whiteness or um all the layers and so you know my work is super autobiographical and you know me it's, I mean, the images are things that I also want. You know, like uh, I want to be married. I'm trying to date. I'm trying to, you know, have a partner. I want all of these things. And so my art and my life is very much the same. So I think about using, you know, stories and Instagram in the sense of just like mostly a way to to cope and commiserate, especially with other women or other people who are dealing with the same thing where I'm just like, I just need everyone to look at the underbelly of all of this. And I want you to look really pay attention because I'm going to show you. And I'm so hardwired to, um, be as straightforward as possible to wear my heart on my sleeve. That's just, that's how I am innately my wiring. And so, um, my, when I'm having problems with men or dating or all of these things, then I mostly just want to use my quote unquote platform to just be like, I need everyone to look at this for a second and yeah. just like straightforwardly check out what is coming my way on in DMs or like here's here's an image that I found or here's something that someone said to me or there's so many different layers about it. But I mean, talking about how impossible it is to navigate, I prefer and it makes me feel good and it makes me cope through how impossibly hard everything feels by just being like, let me show you how impossibly hard this is. And instantly all you know, girlfriends, people that I don't know, strangers are are all just like, thank you. And also like, I'm dealing with this. I mean, everyone's problems are everyone else's problems in the same way in different hierarchies or so, um, there is a lot of that. But I mean mostly the images and you know, me and posting selfies, you know, like this quote unquote, sometimes I do this thing where I post like, um, thirst trap pictures of myself and right. call it professor thirsty. And I think it's funny, a hilarious, it makes me, it's like, it gets me through it, you know, yeah. where in most of the time I'm doing it for specific attention or like, I want someone to look at it. Yeah. And, um, like I'm literally trapping them and I'm looking to see I'm like who, who is checking me out? Like I can pull this up and see who's, who saw my image and shit yeah. like that. So, um, You know, I'm using it as a tool, not just, you know, because I'm like, well, I look really good today. I feel good. I want everyone, you know, it's like a flex. I'm a narcissist, (laughs) mostly too. (laughs) Like, that's probably why I'm doing any of this, just because I'm obsessed with myself. Um, But, you know, like, I'm, you know, I so desperately want other things that, you know, my career can't afford me. Like, like I said, love, a partner, um, a family, um, you know, occupations, jobs. So it's all, you know, to... I don't want to say like people have always said like, Oh, you have branded yourself as someone who uses herself to talk about all of this stuff. And I'm like, well, it's not, it's not that it's not that intentional or it's not that that's how my angle or that's not how I want it to be seen. It's just how it happens when you're being straightforward and, t- and talking about yourself by nature, it's going to be exploitive. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, my hard wiring that's what my heart is my truest self and so it feels best to spew it out and sometimes it gets a little bit too hairy and like but I'd much rather it be nuts than not and (laughs) so like we can we can like go down from a 10 you know what I mean like on the sliding scale the 10 can go down to a five but you know I don't know it's it's getting it's later than you think so you might as well go for it
1: yeah and maybe one day with you know, if someone has a partner and eight kids, you Mm -hmm. might not have the time to want it to be a 10 anymore. (laughs) I'll be very happy with a three. (laughs) Yeah. Like I can't do a two, Yeah, two or less.
0: 1.5 feels fine.
1: (laughs) What I find uh, compelling with the work is that the, that whole dynamic that you talked about between you and what is shown. Mm -hmm. But with the work, it's like, there's a sliding scale of like beauty and the grotesque mm-hmm. with that which aligns with sometimes the sentiment of how one i would imagine how one is perceived or a situation is perceived and mm-hmm. then you can navigate through cuz clearly you are good at drawing mm-hmm. and like, like there's so. like a technical <laughs> proficiency there yeah sure that that's kind of tied to also you know like graphic novels or comics which i'm sure you grew up with mm-hmm. and then you can really push this kind of idea of beauty and then like pushing back against that. Like Mm -hmm. that dynamic is really interesting in the work. I'm sure a lot of people who might just see the work and be like, oh my, oh my. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) there's a lot of that. And and maybe not reading into that, but I think that is such a huge component of the work. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you really you're really purposeful about like, okay, how much am I going to like, how many zits am I going to put on this butt Mm -hmm. or how many flowers am I going to put behind this portrait? You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. that balance between the allure and the pushback.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, coming back, it's always comes back to being the most genuine, straightforward. And so, you know, like everyone has zits on their ass, like every single one of us does. (laughs) So, but no one's talking, you know, it's just like, the smoke and mirrors of like, you know, everything's great. Everything's just how it should. And you, know, especially everything looks lovely on the internet where yeah. we're all plugged into it all the time. Facetune, tune. Face it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, myself included. Oh my God. Love face tune. Don't literally don't trust any image of me ever. <laughs> Why am I saying I'm blowing my cover, but yeah, <laughs> but that's exactly what I mean. Like it's nothing is as clear and straightforward as right. it looks. So, you know, like I'm like, well, um, what, if everything feels like, a lie most of the time or you know even myself as a female living in this world I feel like this world's not even for me and I have it really exceptionally awesome as a cis white woman mm-hmm. like in this world I have it really good and so you know everything is so impossible to navigate so I might as well just be like let me show you how impossible it is to navigate and so not only just that um you know this, the stereotypes of just people looking so unfortunate, like you were saying, you know, people from the city. What? Are they, how do they think? You know, someone from Central Pennsylvania, where they literally call it, you know, Pennsylvania? and so it's just like, well, that doesn't feel good to me either. But you know, it's also. I mean, that literally is my aunt. When I draw, you know, these characters, I'm like, that is not far from exactly what she looks like. So how much is is fact? How much is fiction? How much is, like, this invented narrative? You know, I mean, walking down the street, we're all inventing these narratives. And yeah. so I'm like, you know... I bought cool girl sunglasses because I want to look like the cool girl, you know? So, and I feel like the cool girl when I do that. And I'm like, so, and so it comes back to feeling powerful to me, like reclamation of power. And to me, like all of the uncomfortable shit that ultimately, you know, molded and framed me, that's my position of power where, um, you know, like growing up, this is my story that I would say, like, where... Um, growing up, I had crazy thick eyebrows and I had this really thick mustache and they called me Mustache Morgan. And so all of my (laughs) characters, I know, well, look at me now, baby. (laughs) It's like all of my characters have these thick, crazy mustaches and Mm -hmm. these thick, crazy eyebrows because it's me. And I'm like, again, being like, this is exactly all of the, I'm thinking about these formative things that crushed my heart. And now I'm like, this is, the most primordial version of myself and like yeah. on display. And then I'm like, all right, so for sure it's hanging in a, in a white box in Chelsea, like talk about the impossible, like that makes me feel awesome. But right. it's also, it's also sweet in a lot of ways where I see myself so clearly in the, in a lot of those ways. So.
1: Right. You can kind of like um, through the creative process, just expose who you feel like, You really are in all the different dimensions of who you are.
0: Yeah, so many different levels of of all of it. And also, you know, talk a lot about this in school to create positions of power when you don't feel like you're getting any of that. So it's like, man, I'm really having a hard time. Like, you know, I just so desperately want to show. And then so why don't you create a position where you can why don't you just throw your own show, you know, move your furniture in your house and see what happens or, you know, like try to get a repost and like the snowball effect is real. And, and so, and also I'm paying attention. And I think a lot of people are paying attention to be like, well, this person just did this wild thing, you know, like what were, what are they up to? And then difference causes interest. And you're just like, you know, I'm like, I want to see what happens here. So it's not just, um, it's not just letting things happen to you. It's just, you know, how am I going to use Instagram in a way that feels genuine and also helpful and that I'm in a position of power with a lot of eyeballs on me that I can demystify and that I can, you know, tell someone how I navigated things, or I can tell people that I'm struggling with this, or I can, you know, a lot of people ask the same types of questions, you know, like, Um, What does your family think about your work? Uh, Why are you so nude all the time? You know, like um, (laughs) all the same things keep coming up. And so like I have answers for all of them. And so I'm like, well, why are these things coming up? People are curious and they want to know. And so I'm like, well, you know, you can ignore it or, again, come from a position of power where I'd be like, well, let me tell you why. And like people have been white dudes have been painting women naked for hundreds of years and and exploiting bodies and you know you know what i'm doing is you know, not anything that white dudes haven't been doing and, but it's my own, but you know, on and on and on this whole thing. Double standard. Yeah. So like mostly just breaking things down to people who, like you were saying, would would never have even known where to start or that the things were even a problem to begin with or like, huh, I really didn't think that what life was like for people in the rural or I didn't really think about like what it would feel like to exist in two places at once, like on and on. So I don't know. I take all of that, that educating really seriously and only because you know that's how I got here and when I just look at what I can do it feels fun to me but sometimes it's starting to feel a little bit more exhausting when you know people want more things or demand more of your time and yeah. like like why haven't you replied to me why haven't you you know so that doesn't feel as good anymore I'm thinking, like, how, how can I still be doing using this but not burning out? I'm, totally. You know, the burnout yeah. is starting to creep in a little bit. It feels a little different where I was just like, I mean, when I look at my numbers for how much time I'm logging, it makes me sick. Oh, like, screen time? <laughs> my screen Whoopsie. time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oops. <laughs> oops. Jesus oh, really?
1: Was I that? Well, you know, <laughs> when you look at it and you're like, holy smokes.
0: I mean, I I can guarantee what you're putting in is nothing It's not a competition, but like I can. Oh carry, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I I, I, honestly, you. I
1: make a really, like a solid effort not to. Yeah. To do much, you know. I I think I'm also. I don't know. We're we're you're, quite a bit younger than I am. I think. Probably maybe maybe I think I'm just. I'm like, thirty
0: five. I'm gonna put yeah, it right I'm out there. It's 10 no year, big deal.
1: Ten years older. So I I just feel like I'm, I'm more okay with. Just mm-hmm. having that kind of relationship with it. Yeah. You know, and, but sometimes I use my G, like I drive to Pennsylvania every week mm-hmm. and my GPS is on and I'm listening to audiobooks and, and podcasts. Mm-hmm. And then I'll do the screen time and it'll say the hours that my phone mm-hmm. was on. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. holy. S-, and then I realize, oh, well, it's accounting for other things too. Right. <laughs> so yeah. I don't feel so bad. Yeah. You know?
0: I am straight up. Actively, yeah. I'm on TikTok. I'm looking at. I'm, but I'm like again using it as a tool. Like every single image, I'm just like I'm obsessed with images. I mean, yeah. I think we all have to be and like, face it. I
1: mean, it's such a great like if you're talking about social dynamic and sort of issues with identity totally. and all that stuff in in relationship and all that. I mean, that's how a lot of that stuff is going down. Yeah. So it makes, not. it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yeah. I mean, like. Uh, TikTok came on the scene and now um, I'm like, oh man, I, I'm so pumped about TikTok. But a lot of my buddies are like, ah, whatever. I don't get it. Let's not do it. And I'm like, well, how did everyone act when Instagram first came on the scene? It was the same type of a thing. Like, mm, I don't want to use it. You know, like I have Facebook or, you know, like you have to stay with it. And, you know, now when I look at, at how people are communicating with TikTok, I get freaking amped. I'm out of control where I'm just like, this is, it looks... They're like responding to being bored in, and making videos about all of these things and and speaking eloquently um, with really simple means and all of this stuff. So, I'm I'm really pumped about it, but I'm also just like I feel kind of like a slave or like that I'm I'm existing in two again this liminal two worlds of like the actual physical and then right. so much of my life happens on my phone anymore and like it is. It truly is shocking the daily hours that that go into it. But
1: Yeah, but you don't feel that but I I would I mean, I've been hang, <laughs> I haven't been hanging out in your studio lately, but I feel like you probably work pretty hard. We're You're pretty making hard, a yeah. lot of work. Yeah. You never sit there and think like, "Oh my god, I fe- I spent like 6 hours in fantasy world today drawing pictures that aren't real."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're totally right. I mean, cuz it's all that's where a lot of the things that's come like, from. Yeah, yeah. That's work. Totally. So it's
1: like, "Oh, I'm allowed to be in this Room here and just make pictures all day by myself. Yeah, but right. then if I spend six hours on the phone, like talking to people or sending messages or looking at pictures, like that's blasphemy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As yeah. if you were supposed to be like out having cocktails mm-hmm. for six hours every day, face to face. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. so I feel like it's an in between. We, we all, I think, have that personal like gauge guilt. of when it's like gauge and guilt, or yeah, <laughs> of like okay, it's it's too much. It's way too much. Like I, you're you kind of know. Yeah,
0: it's starting to it's starting to be a little bit more like oof this daily grind where, um, but it's, then I'm thinking like, well, how do I maybe change how I do this where I'm like half in and half out? But there's almost like no way you know I'm like sourcing images from looking at I'm doing deep dives on like Lil Abner right now and Al Cap and all the, like oh super stereotypical remember those? Yeah, oh, I'm knee deep in it big time. And so like I'm watching movies and I'm I'm pulling things up and I'm looking at all of this stuff. And so yeah, the images come from somewhere or and sometimes it's just like I just need an anatomical something. Mm-hmm. And so like but and I mean most of the time it's creeping. It's doing a lot of creeping. Yeah. But I mean, that's all stuff to be used when people ask like, "Well, how do you how did you ever start?" Uh, how did you start a relationship with this person? Or, like, how did this dynamic start? And I'm like, well, it comes... From, again, it comes from just being on my on my phone and being like, well, I really like this artist. Who are they hanging out with? Or I've, who are they showing with? Or um, who curated this show? And so it's a lot of just, like, research and development of just, like, using yeah. it as a tool. Um, so it doesn't always feel that bad, but um, it's really been shocking recently when I see, like... How the sausage has been made, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like, is this sustainable? I'm thinking yeah. like about that, and but it's
1: tied to your work. That's the hard thing. I mm-hmm. feel like personally, I don't need like I can I I use the internet and I use imagery and I'll look at like I'm always looking, right? Sure. But some of that can just be personal travels or older st- or you know but i mean i feel like it's really tied to your work and to you know what yeah. you're doing
0: yeah it's all diaristic i mean i mean i'm taking photos of myself all the time i mean screenshots after screenshots of myself <laughs> and other people yeah, and i like, love
1: the look of your face It's like oh. and i'm taking <laughs> these photos all the time <laughs> like i you're swear to god exhausted it's exhausted i it. am yeah. yeah
0: i mean like um we we talked to you about in grad school uh like i when i was still living here after i went to pratt and uh i was still living here and, and i didn't have a whole bunch of crewmates around. And so I like to do these. I really have to look at images to make something. I have to like look at anatomy or set something up or have someone sit for me, which is very rare. And so I was always um, like I would get totally nude in, in, in my living room and lay down and do this odalisque pose and then hit my camera for like 10 seconds, hit the pose like bare ass naked and then go check it and see if it happened and then be like, Nope, I'm going to move just a slightly a little bit more to the left and then do it and then check it. I mean, hours and hours and hours. Cause I was like, I didn't feel, I didn't feel comfortable with anyone
1: having a straight
0: up nude photo shoot in my living room. So like, you know, it's a lot of that type of research and development where I'm, you know, I'm if I really want it to look right or if I need to see what a basket weaving looks like, then mm-hmm. I have to like Google it or so it is a lot of that type of thing. But it's mostly it's writing, it's it's a lot of real relationships that I've I'm fostering it preciously and it means a lot to me. I mean even just this week so many people have just said, you know, like um, we've just real actual dynamics come out of this hard work. So, and like I said, I can point to real parts in my career where I'm like, just from this interaction, something happened. Yeah. And so like, it's undeniable, but I mean, my, I am so diaristic, everything's so diaristic that you're right, that it's all one in the same, like my archive of photos, you know, like, me going on this date and it totally sucked and here's me afterwards or you know here's a self portrait of me screaming into the void or like here's a you know so it's all me even when it's not me like i said but you know it this is the like the only thing that i need anymore and for better or for worse and so now it's just like just like everything the liminal which is How are you going to use it? How are you going to take advantage of it? How are you going to use it selfishly? How are you going to use it for good? How are you going to use it to manipulate? You know, just like the real world. Right. Yeah. Because it is the real world, but it is and it totally isn't. Yeah. So I don't, at the end of the day, I'm like exhausted by this and exhausted by trying to figure it out. So I'm just like, ah, uh, whatever, might as well throw a selfie up today and, you know, feel kind of good about myself, you know, like, oh, I had a nice day, so, you know. And and also to, like, elevate other people up and and not in a, in a way of manipulating, but to just be like, I'm such a fan of this or, like, I love this thing and, like, check out this thing that I saw. And then it frames, you know, you're like, I know so much about you because of the things that you post. And it's like, you can so clearly see someone's aesthetic choices or what's important to them right. or, like, you know, if my... If my heroes, when I was in undergrad and grad school, were like, "Here's what I'm reading," I would lose my mind. Oh yeah, you know, like and that type of accessibility, you know, is is very rare. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's mostly still teaching even when you're not in a formal setting. Like it's, it kind of never stops, but I, mean, I
1: wonder though, because we're sort of transition people. Mm-hmm. I wonder if younger people who always have that accessibility to that information and stuff, if they're just like, meh, yeah. cause it's always available. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you've been there before, like before the internet yeah, and totally. then internet, that's why like old people like mm-hmm. are parents generation mm-hmm. once they find the internet mm-hmm. it's like fraggle rock like they never come up again <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know what I mean totally. like Facebook they'll just be shit. on that computer all the time like oh mm-hmm. information it's mm-hmm. everywhere you know and I feel like maybe younger people are just like yeah you know
0: yeah it's funny I've I've kind of thinking and noticing because that's usually the the go-to like um oh kids these days type of thing where they just have everything and or they're too obsessed and if, if there's anything that I've seen across the board, I think that um, that they're not as hardcore about it as even I am. Yeah. Or like as our parents or something like that, where it's kind of like take it or leave it. And they're, I mean, they're very concerned with real applications, not just, you know, this um, binary smoke and mirror thing that happens yeah. so I think the kids are okay I think they're totally no, I do too I think it's a
1: more healthy relationship with it
0: yeah I think that they have it more figured out they're
1: not obsessed over it because it's just been there it's like the you know when I was growing up my mm-hmm. mom had a friend Sarah's Candies mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh yeah and her friend was a, there were we got candy all the time for free. Mm-hmm. So I maybe by the time I was 5 or 6, I maxed out. <laughs> yeah. You know, there were like, just giant dishes of yeah, candy. Of and then when I was like in high school, friends would come over for the first time and they were like, "Oh my god, there's yeah. just a bowl of candy." Yeah, and they would just go to town. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they couldn't control themselves cuz they never had it. Yeah, totally. And I think there's something to be said for, you know, exposure to things. Mm-hmm. And I have it, but it it must be a little more like you have a more grounded relationship with things when they've always been around
0: yeah for sure i mean so my generation i don't even know what i technically am i'm like an elder millennial i guess i'm not sure but like my generation is the first to remember what life was like before technology before social media and iphones and afterwards and so you know just like how we didn't think about what it was like to have a television in our lives, right. but I was also like I was a freak about television that 's all I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to look, and then when the internet hit, then it was over like game over right. that's all I wanted to do too but i mean <laughs> i can't i can't say that like you know, I was still doing 4-H and stuff. And I'm still doing <laughs> stuff like that. Where I love it.
1: Like the internet hit and you're like, oh, that's it. I'm yeah, done. I'm super this out. is me forever. I See figured
0: ya. it out. I'm <laughs> super good. I love this. I love, I mean, and that is something too where, I mean, like no way around it. Some people are just more inclined, like inclined to do that. As soon as like chatting came out and chat rooms and, you know, a search engine, then, you know, and this is even more maybe to that point where i was still living so rurally and you know i was you know using dial-up 56k modem you know that type of thing and then but even though i had literally everything now at my disposal i still didn't even know what to look for yeah so like even though i wanted i was really interested in comics i I was super not searching for comics because i still didn't even know like i would be, the only thing that I kind of knew was like Mad Magazine and Peanuts and what was my very limited scope. And so I didn't even know how to, how to pursue the things that I even might have been interested in. It was just like if you had, whatever was it, Barnes and Noble, like when I would, I would drive 45 minutes when I had a, when I finally got a car, I would drive 45 minutes to state college and I would be like, well, (laughs) there's art news, there's art forum, there's juxtapose, um, there's art in America. And then there's sometimes the,
1: um, a new American, new American
0: paintings. And that was a big deal to me. And so like of those five, that was kind of my education. And so, you know, like I didn't like I didn't even think at that time to be searching for art world things. I didn't. I mean, when I was applying for colleges, I wasn't even using it that way. Yeah. I, it was just like something that you used to poke around and and download shitty MIDI files or right. MP3s or torrents. And oh, shit. those were the days. Oh, Napster. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, bless. Audio Galaxy. Yeah. shit. These it's kids amazing. will never know that stuff. Yeah. But. um, but I mean, so that's the thing where now it's just like innate and then there'll be something else and then there'll be a new something and a new way to navigate things. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think about it all the time because I'm so tethered and then um, less about how it actually came to be. But um, sometimes now, even with students, I'm like, um, I'm like, why don't you use it this way? Or And so it's still kind of thinking about the framework of how how to use it as a tool, how, yeah. And like, this is totally okay. Or giving them permission to just be like, you can like this, you can make a meme and that totally holds up. And let me show you, there's like 30,000 people that are making artwork. That's memeable. Right. You know, and that's very valid. Yeah. And just again, to like think and show people what it can look like. It's infinite and exhausting and back to square one. Like the loop is back.
1: It's difficult. I had a student who said, I'm really bad at, I can't, I'm really bad at Googling. Mm hmm. And it, like my mind scrambled for a second. I was like, wait, you just type in the thing you want. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, but there is, something. I was going to actually say this because like, you know, I was like, okay, if you want, um, you know, a very specific image, like person standing in field, you know, like, is it a, like, you know. What do you need this image to look like to get there? They're kind of like not putting in the right keywords. Yeah. Kind of no, like there's an art in. to that. Yeah, totally. Just like to the Dewey Decimal System.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which i will never know. No, and... man, that was like the worst. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, god damn it.
1: <laughs> like filing, when I was a kid, the Carnegie Library in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. Going through the little, and the smell. I
0: was literally going to say the smell, yeah.
1: The smell of those note cards. Instantly. And that. Mm-hmm. Like it was always in this old wooden, anyways.
0: With the brass pullout. Yeah, for sure. And now you can find those at antique stores for thousands of dollars. Yeah. You know, I see that shit. I mm-hmm. know,
1: with all the... Yeah.
0: Letterpress boxes, be like, oh, that that was a thing. Right. Well, <laughs> when
1: you were growing up, what's the music situation like? Ooh, well, Was it in the house? Was it a big music... No. Sort of environment?
0: No, I don't think so. No. Not so much? No. Like, that's kind of a funny void. I I remember being, like, this spring awakening moment, you know, like through, through high school, I was mad into marching band. I did all that stuff. I was in theater and like, that was kind of my framework and whatever they were listening to. That was kind of what I was into. But like, um, I just mostly remember talking about searching, I didn't even know, I knew that I wanted something or I liked, I loved like Weezer. I really loved Weezer. Oh yeah. And so, well, big time. And so I, I was like, I love this sound, but I don't even know, how do I find other people that's like Weezer? I didn't even know how to get from point A to point B. Napster. Yeah. I mean, and, and then we get like, I'd be like, okay, put that in Napster and then I'd get some like holiday song or some right, shit. Right, yeah. Okay, yeah. Something, something in yeah. Russian that I didn't The need. algorithms were rough at yeah, first. Exactly. <laughs> yeah but i remember mostly you know going to uh after the torrent situation when that was on lockdown i'd be like well i guess i have to just go and pick a cd and cross my fingers and hope i like it you know and then
1: god wasn't that a big like (laughs) that was basically in the time of our life when the the candy store was just free and open for like six months and then and they're like no (laughs) no more you're done Thanks and you're like, wait, Lars I, Ulrich. I know, past- yeah, Boo. But we would go in there and just like download everything. And all of a sudden it was like, yeah, I guess I have to go back to like thinking, well, I guess I'll get this record because the cover is cool. Take a chance. Mm-hmm. You would just not know. Or they would have a listening station at the record shop with like five yeah. CDs yeah, and those sold. Mm-hmm. Totally. It, you know, yeah, gee.
0: I didn't think about that. I remember once, um, I mean, I love the internet. Like that is truly hardwired. I remember uh, we were kind of like little heshers growing up, like I liked like Metallica and things like that. Just is that a like,
1: Pennsylvania thing? Do people outside know what that is?
0: I don't know. There's like a movie about it. And it's squids.
1: Just, we we would call them squids. Yeah, it's probably like just kind of yeah, hashery headbangers. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I
0: like that type of stuff. Yeah. And that was my crew. I rolled with like a crew of boys, and and we really liked that. And so I remember um, my main buddy, ringleader. He was kind of like. Um, What we're gonna do We're gonna get on eBay And I found this guy And he has He's selling a blue pen For like $20 But along with the blue pen You get um, Metallica's uh, Entire mp3 index For free You know what I mean So it was like The way to Circumnavigate Buying Buying an entire Discography That's smart Yeah And so So we were all We all got blue pens And they all came in the mail And there was a single Shitty Bic pen And then like An three mp3 cds which at the time we couldn't even play them we couldn't even figure out how to play the mp3 cd because you had to have a computer computer. yeah so it was like this whole yeah kids these days anyways um (laughs) (laughs) and then i'd put them on my little um rio 500 that would hold 12 mp3 songs and i was like I had, I was like living. I was like, I have arrived. This is the best. Um, but like scrappy ways, like I love that type of shit where it's like, and I still have my blue pen. I'll never not have it. Oh really? You kept it? Oh my God. We all have our blue pen still, I think. Um, but like, I remember that just being like, Oh my God, this is so sneaky. I love this. Yeah. And, and like that, like titillated me somehow, but
1: Metallica though, that was your jam. Oh, I really, stuff like that.
0: Like, I loved Megadeth. That was, it was like so. I've been to more Megadeth concerts than socially acceptable. Like, let's put it that way.
1: Really? Dave Mustaine, right? Oh, yeah. He's
0: a good guy. Yeah. I love shit like that. Wait,
1: Megadeth was the, uh, what's his name on the cover of everything? Uh, oh the the guy the mascot guy what was rest his name? in
0: peace Fuck. What was his name?
1: people right now are going crazy I know. all the <laughs> heshers all my all the sound division well, hesher he, audience I know. yeah which
0: is who knows <laughs> <laughs> i would like to think there's a lot but um
1: god what was his name it was like one word anyways he was that mascot but it was kind of well, cartoony I'm, I'm
0: actually not like this shows that i'm i don't know shit because i can't hold that up out of my Eddie. No, Eddie. It's something. Cl- oh shit! Write us in the comments. Post yeah. <laughs> below. Tell us in the comments. Someone's banging their I'm right like now. screaming, screaming With at a their giant computer. Poster.
1: Eddie. Was Isn't it Eddie?
0: Eddie? Now that you've said that, fuck. Should we just literally Google it?
1: No, fuck
0: that. It's not. I did not come here to talk about Megadeth, and I also came here exactly to talk about. Megadeth. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I needed to happen.
1: Well, who else was it? All metal, or did you like the uh, R and B, or the Boys, the Men of the World, or I like well, Mary J. Blige, I Mariah Carey, everything. I was Britney. so
0: in- love Britney, living a Britney fan, big time mm-hmm. from day one. I love pop. I love top forty. I we were talking earlier too about um, I really like to turn my brain off, and that's one of the, some of the only things that does it. Like I can't listen to music when I'm making things at all. It has to be very like. Um, the office or almost nothing or something that I've heard a million times or almost silence like I get too worked up just for concentration yeah I get too emotional oh yeah yeah and I start thinking about things I start like um, going down weird paths but um, I I drive all the time and Mm -hmm. like driving's really important to me and I love going places and running errands that's like a big part of my day to day and so I'm like always getting worked up top like trap music and shit like that yeah but, um, but growing up, um, I was, I, I think I was just so hyper focused on, on images yeah. and, you know, I can't even, I watch movies, but well, i marching
1: band is, marching like, band. I mean, <laughs> seriously, that's socially tied to school and stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. where was the local, was there a local record store? Did you have to drive a ways to get, did you have to go to state college to Everything stuff? was like state college. Well, a lot of music went through state college, but I imagine at your age, you weren't driving out I there to see shows. I was not doing anything.
0: No, I wasn't even that, I guess I just wasn't that interested in it. I don't know. Really what I was, when I really reflect, I'm like, I loved music and stuff like that. And message board, like I was on the Weezer message board and I like creeping around on that, yeah. but I didn't, my scope, I was like, this feels fine. I like this stuff. And then I couldn't figure out what else I wanted to like because I couldn't figure it out. So I right. was like, oh, I'll figure out some torrents and what, what's whatever Rolling Stone magazine told me was in their top, you know, or like whatever was on, um, TRL. That's what I was Oh my god, thinking about. Yeah. Was that
1: Carson Daly's? Big time. Yeah.
0: Yeah love that shit formative so like i think a lot of it now that i'm thinking about is just like whatever you encountered on that day or like if someone word of mouth told you you know like you know if you like this maybe you'll like that and the only things i really remember seeing i went to see weezer at uh in penn state and then
1: they played at penn state
0: yeah big time And then uh, I liked My Chemical Romance. I remember going on big road trips to New Jersey to see them and um, like Crocodile Rock and shit in Allentown and and Philadelphia and so, but always really eclectic. But I mean, I didn't ever really know what I wanted because I couldn't, I just couldn't figure it out. The access and that's, it does come back to like having access to things and that's why I take all that stuff so seriously because I, I was like, what would it have been like if I would have just been like seen all this underground shit that I knew I would have loved or like that I was clued in anything. I would have been like, well, maybe I want to go where these guys went or like that would have the trajectories of, of pathways. There's infinite ways to do it. But I'm like, man, if I would have just had a little bit of a better idea of like all, where of these things were coming out of, or like, if I would have known about all this zine culture and shit and, but most of that was happening 45 minutes over the mountain, right? you know, which I just, it didn't even cross my mind because we were just weren't doing that. Yeah, But
1: you wouldn't be you, I guess. Like there's a certain amount of like exploration probably that you had to do just because it wasn't served to you on a plate, you know what I mean? And maybe why that's why not to, (laughs) <laughs> go ahead <laughs> let's do it no but i mean maybe that's why the social aspect of your work or like you know that you really seem to feed off of like the social interactions and yeah you know yeah, what i yeah. mean like that that's really important because you know it sounds like you weren't just you know like shuttered off like you wanted to to connect because you were a little disconnected in a way mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, whereas yeah. if you grow up in new york city like i watch my son and i i see him kind of like, he's able to tune out he'll just get lost in his world mm-hmm. and in midst insane chaos of all this stuff going on. Yeah. It's just like, I'm just into this. You know what I mean? It's almost like you just react to the environment in a way yeah. and you kind of unconsciously move towards the other, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if you're way out disconnected, you want to connect. If you're hyper connected, sometimes you want to just disconnect.
0: Yeah. That's, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, that's really eloquent what you said, but you know, how can you miss something that you don't even know that you're missing? You know, that's what I'm kind of thinking. How did I... you know? Well, it's
1: not like you didn't have any social interactions oh, yeah, or I any know. connectivity. It's not <laughs> I like mean, you were born, <laughs> born on a log. Sure. Well, kind of. Maybe. <laughs> In a bog with yeah. like a tent.
0: It's kind of fitting, actually. <laughs> sounds sounds kind of nice. But I mean, like I... I didn't know what was even out there for me to feel romantic about it, you know? So I was really happy with what I had and, you know, I could poke only so far and then I could be as scrappy only so far or like what was happening in art forum only, you know, month to month only took me so far. Right. And then, you know, what happened in juxtapose only happened, you know, month to month. And so like, and you were happy with it. And, so in some ways, like yeah, I can't I can't miss the things that I didn't even know existed. But I do think like ooh, if I did know, I just I'm curious to how that might have changed changed my life. And so then I think you know, I was I was one of these kids that I you know like I teach in Arkansas. I was one of these kids that I taught in New Hampshire, where I, I was in the rural, and I just again like you said, I I just needed someone or something or an opportunity to be like. Check this out. Period. Like, and so now I'm just like, what are you reading? Like, what are you, what are you looking at? What are you watching? Um, That cross pollination is just how things happen. And I guess, like, you're totally right. That's why I am the way that I am because because of all my obstacles. You know, sounds it's not. It wasn't even an obstacle. It was just the the path. The path. The cards that was dealt to me. And so it's neither here nor there. Like, but it's. Yeah, I guess. This was a, a wild deep dive. Well, in a while, I-, <laughs> I like it. I'm like really, I'm like whoa! I am I, hardwired for wild shit. Or, I think when no you normal.
1: when you came over, you were like, "Yeah, I'm not really thinking about stuff. I'm trying not to think about." Yeah, stuff. yeah, big time. Oops. Yeah, thank you.
0: So blissfully unaware of. I mean, I'm think. I just think more like forward, 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 because like it's. A, I do think it's a miracle. We were talking about this earlier that we're even here functioning yeah. like able to do what we're doing it's a miracle that i did come from clearfield pennsylvania and went to didn't and went to basically 13th grade community college you know god bless you bloomsburg pennsylvania but it's it's totally true like the fact that i somehow navigated it it's completely insane to me and yeah. and I, 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 well,
1: looking forward, I think, is part of the artist's DNA, too. Mm -hmm. Don't you think? I feel like we, I I mean, I've said that a lot, but we don't want to look back. Mm -hmm. We just want to make the next thing. Like, if you're really driven, you just want to make the next work. You're Mm -hmm. thinking about what you want to do next, and and you're not dwelling in, you know, five or ten years ago. Mm -hmm. My worst fear is like having to redo a painting. Oh yeah, you know, like if someone were like, "Yeah, there's something happened to my painting. I need you to redo." it oh Yeah, I would not want to
0: get back in that mindset. What was I up to five yeah, years ago? How can how I can never really it?
1: do it. You know, yeah, I'm uh, I'm always amazed at musicians who can play that. Like when Weezer does "Say It Ain't So," although it is an amazing <laughs> song, but you know that they could do it every tour, every yeah. gig. They got to play that song, Oof. or people are going to be pissed. Big t- yeah, riotous. You know? Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I, that's impressive. But mm-hmm. then it's a gift to have people actually want to hear, like, that you're associated with something that's so, you know, iconic that mm-hmm. people are will rush to stage if you don't do it.
0: Yeah, like, this came out of our brains and head. That's nuts. It's really crazy. I mean, that's probably my favorite part about, you know, like, looking at all the things that, you know, so this is Fair Week, and have been checking things out. And I think at the end of the day, I'm mostly interested in, the decision-making that people go through or, oh yeah, you know, like how did this even the impetus that this is what they decided to do for, Are you talking or for about worse.
1: specific artists in that piece that they're doing. Yeah. Like anything. yeah. Like how'd you come up with that? Or yeah. you, you devoted your life to this?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> what, this is what really you came up did. with. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh you got judgy God. there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really? This is what you're doing. <laughs> but
0: you know, I'm like so interested at like talking about all these paths and all this like <laughs> infinite ways to do things. It's just like, wow, they really went hard on this thing or like this faux naive or this like super tight or like, you know, like um, also a lot of conversations in school about just like my hand naturally wants to do this so that I'm like, well, you shouldn't rally against that. You should like embrace it and move forward confidently as much as you can. But you know um, the decision making, it's like, You know, I've been staring at this painting that's been behind you. And I'm just like, as I've been talking and thinking, I'm also just like, you know, wow, this is really transparent. And I wonder if he's thinking about it, if he's going to do this next. And, you know, like, I'm really thinking.
1: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I'm like critting you. I (laughs) feel like I'm like forcing my, (laughs) as we talk, you will stare at my giant painting. My magnum opus. (laughs)
0: The freaking Guernica back there. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just like, you know, I'm thinking about like, oh, I see like the history. I was like, you know, he put some, he made this whole back layer first and then he added another one and that's transparent I'm like I, I like how that happened and like this flatness so like I'm thinking about all that stuff and like I think at the end of the day I'm really pumped to just like see that spewed out like that's your brain yeah On like,
1: witness my brain it's wild right. like right. not that's even what.
0: just like formally but then you're like what you're thinking about and so like at the end of the day when you're saying well you know you and your art are all the same that you know even if you're making insane abstraction or pure painting whatever that is you know then I mean it's still a self-portrait it's still about identity like you hauled ass
1: in the studio anytime I have a real issue with someone's work deep inside like I'm pretty supportive and of artists Mm -hmm. like I'm not like a hater and uh, I think as I got older too that became you know in school you're like really that's Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. but now I'm kind of like even if I feel like maybe the artist isn't Really behind that idea, or they're just illustrating something, or it seems kind of, I don't know. Like if I, you know, that like I don't buy it g- sort of radar that mm-hmm. you have, where you're like, hey, I don't know if I buy this. Even so, I'm like, well, they worked really hard. Ho- I mean, they they devoted a they show something. to this. Thing. Yeah, they did Like something. they're working, <laughs> they believe in it to yeah. some extent because mm-hmm. they took the time to do it. Committed. So then I try to at least you know have a relationship to that in mm-hmm. a sense. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Even if I don't understand it,
0: mm-hmm. or even just like well. Even if it doesn't feel entirely genuine, then I'm just like, I'm thinking a lot about, oh, what, where, what type of headspace is this artist in where they think that they have to make something that fits the quote unquote market or what's happening right now or what they see on Instagram or where they see in a gallery. And so like, I would be like, you just need to make more work about being disingenuine. Like you need yeah. to just call that what it is right. and just be like, I'm thinking, I'm having a hard time thinking about what images to make. So I'm thinking about appropriate appropriation or like, just call it straight out. Like I would be way that would be awesome to see an artist that's just like I'm regurgitating shit straightforwardly like and well there are arguably a lot of people that
1: maybe. oh there's an artist right now that's like I'll tell you after vodka I, I just so want to say the name <laughs> oh, I'm not gonna say the I name I love
0: I love some hot gossip some juice mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know what I mean where mm-hmm. just,
1: but the it's but they're doing it you know and as fellow Pennsylvanians mm-hmm. I mean Warhol was the master of mm-hmm. like he always you know proposed that his work wasn't about him but it was totally about him Everything, it was just what he was interested yeah. in. it was about society and what you know popular culture but that's that was him yeah, and that was what totally. was interesting to him and it was you know like if i think about it if i look at your some of your photos mm-hmm. that you post of not your work but of you on mm-hmm. social media I can think to myself, is she really genuine about this? Like, mm-hmm. is this really, yeah. like, is Professor really Professor? Like, is she really feeling that? You know what I mean? But it doesn't matter. Like, it, it doesn't matter. It could be put on a bit, but yeah. then in a, a way, most work is put on in a bit. Like, there's some spice to that or some tweaking, and that's what makes art not, like, you know, a novel or an essay or mm-hmm. not, you know, there's that there is some sort of cloudiness to it. And What's some, moving? Something moving?
0: Yeah. I heard that.
1: Is there a, oh it's trash <laughs> it's just your moving garbage <laughs> it's my pile of garbage thought was a, we were both
0: very alarmed watch a
1: rat pop out of there <laughs> I saw a rat on the way over here with, on the way to dropping my kid off at school today I was like hey there's a big there's rat one. that just climbed into garbage and he's like <laughs> he froze he's like where I was like it's okay it's not going to attack right, you don't worry. well
0: I think like getting back, <laughs> getting back to that would be like Like, yes, there is, like, I can straightforwardly tell you that there is a level of disingenuine or like that I'm, I have an angle that I, you know, either it's just even for me to be self soothing, just to be like, I, you know, I, I'm feeling pretty rough and I, and I'm posting this to, to commiserate, you know, not, not disingenuinely, but just, you know, these are, I'm thinking about this. Yeah. So um, and sometimes it's just what you see is what you get, and other times I'm being I'm being very straightforward that I might be manipulating this, but yeah, at the end of the day, you're never gonna know. You're yeah, gonna I, mean, know. I love
1: stand up, <laughs> yeah. and you know most all stand up, it's not them exactly. They're they're you know amping things up, mm-hmm. or they're you know, but it's about life. It's about things that resonate, that mm-hmm. can resonate with you, and or mm-hmm. just make you laugh. You know, mm-hmm. and it's it's a creative thing you mm-hmm. know what I mean I think sometimes with art it's got to be you know there's this perception that it must be altruistic mm-hmm. and just yeah you know it's a, that.
0: that yeah I'm kind of not interested in that yeah no
1: I I see Ugh. a very stark minimal abstract period coming out of you really soon do you yes oh, I
0: can't wait I hope so oh just art about art <laughs> <laughs> fuck I, w- I would Can welcome that at this point. yeah um, that, yeah well hmm well just, do you uh, well, let's dig into, into that for me. a second
1: do you do you like Robert Ryman?
0: <laughs> mm, I lo- I like the I like the idea I look I can't look at those and, and feel moved by looking at that type of work
1: they are beautiful though
0: are they kind of okay I mean no, <laughs> no? I mean that's not, that's not entirely true because you know I I can I've come around and we were talking to about like as you get older and you look at things and like and you become less like stringent about your philosophies and it kind of like relaxes and I've relaxed about like infinite types of things where I used to just be like nope it's black and white it is yeah. this I am not into this this is not the type of thing I like to look at Not the bullshit the type of radars thing.
1: up it's like I don't buy it I don't like yeah. it and I don't want it and it know. mostly
0: still is that way for me I mean <laughs> I am very black and white for sure at my hard wiring but I mean, now I'm just like I can look at those and and be like I I understand who, what, when, where, why, all the precedents. Um, I like some better than others now. I really like when it's that linen and it pokes oh, yeah. up. See, I can talk my way through this. It's beautiful. <laughs> I love the linen and I love when it's dry and I like when they're juicy and I, and so like just as an object, I get nuts about that part. And then, well,
1: that's what it's about. Yeah.
0: So that's fine. So yeah, I guess, sure. I love a ride, <laughs> but like at the but end but do of, you like Agnes Martin? I was literally just going to bring that up. So I used to be such a brat about her where, you know, I never ever gave her a deep dive, never gave her consideration, never cared to, you know, just because I was, I just loved the things that I loved so much. I loved figures and I loved art history. And like, I have way more than enough problems and thinking, I'm I'm thinking way more and like to look more at art, art history and art historical precedents than I do probably contemporary things. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, when I, I just never... I just never even needed... Felt like I needed to spend time. And I think she was at Pace a few years ago. And... Um someone I was with was like a super fan and they're like, we have to, we got to check this out. I'm like, oh, all right. And, and <laughs> I, oh god, I <laughs> get we go. that 20 minutes back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell me about it. Agnes. That is, thanks Agnes. <laughs> um, but I remember just going there and, and really being like, try, really try and like, and think about this and be responsible as a human, you know, and right. be open as a human and like walk the walk. If you're, if you're really like, be an advocate for all types of things and images. And if you're in academia, like really do this. And so, you know, I spent a lot of time with, there were so many images and there was this big, long, uh, like uh, the precursor to the to the show was her writing to one of her little protégés and saying like, you know, here's why I'm doing this. And like, here's why you have to, or, or, and then it was kind of like black and white where it was like, if you want to, then do it if you don't, whatever, and I was like, "Oh my God, this is my girl this mm-hmm. is like my this is how I feel you know and, and she was kind of like militantly hardcore, and then the paintings were did something different, so like I started to think have more time to think about artists more as people you right. know yeah. and more like hardwiring you know like all of the weird things like we've been talking about that defined me for better or for worse, and then you know, so then it totally changed how I thought about those paintings. And and I was like, oh, she's meditating through them and they're, you know, they're quiet. And the, all the words that you use to talk about an Agnes Martin painting, but I just, I gave them a little bit more time.
1: But, but and, it's probably just that you're not, I think that's what happens is people just aren't wired to sort of resonate with certain things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if there's someone who's really hyper, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and really active and they want to just, you know, and then you suggest meditation. they are just going to be like, I can't Yeah, know. we're not going to, yeah. But if you actually sit there and meditate, you may get something out mm-hmm. of that. Or come to some sort of understanding. Sure. But the idea of it irritates you. And mm-hmm. you're like, that's not me. Yeah, that's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or like someone who likes metal and they're like, hip hop, no, no, nah, it's stupid or whatever. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's just taste. Yeah. But I mean, so like at the end of the day, if I'm, I'm so... Enamored with decision making, like we were saying, and then, you know, the person behind all of this. And mostly, I'm mostly intrigued about their identities and the things that they're interested in. And so, as soon as I started thinking about these people as, you know, like from the identity part or from, you know, like we were saying about even if you're an abstract artist, you're still making a self portrait or Mm -hmm. it still comes from a very specific place of this and not anything else. Like why you chose to do eat, sleep and breathe that rather than do anything. So like once I start to think like, Oh, well I approach her just in that way, then I'm really thinking about it and and being like, why did she need to do this? And how did she come to this place? And then, you know, then I start reflecting about myself. Then I start reflecting about everyone else. Then I start reflecting about the art world. So like, it's, You know, it just took me some time to not be a jerk, a bratty brat about it. Well, that's the
1: kind of empathy Mm -hmm. that keeps people from being like, oh, those are the rednecks in the hills of Pennsylvania or whatever. And those are the city slicker, like, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, understand even if it doesn't resonate or you're not as familiar with it, Mm -hmm. you can come to some sort of understanding or empathy towards other people or other situations or other artwork that's different than you. Yeah. Which I think is a real, you know... Quality of human existence, mm-hmm. and hopefully what maybe art can do, and not just piss people off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that she's naked in this draw. You know what I mean? I don't, don't want to look at this show yeah. and walk it's... out the door. <laughs> like I'm sure that happens. You know that what I mean? A
0: lot, and I'd be, and it's totally fine. I would be like, you know, then you were not meant for this, right? And but I'm very pumped. That that type of reaction happens, and but I also like to to be like, well, again, let me tell you why I am making because a lot of people get the, the wrong idea of why I make people or these characters look so unfortunate and and a lot of people, um, without doing their homework so often people send me messages and they're like, um, you know you as a New York artist, can I come to New, your New York studio can I you know and i 'm like, well, you know i don't actually I work here often, and so it's like the, again the, the myth of yourself, but then also these preconceived notions, and then I don't know where I was going with this, but ultimately, like that,
1: where was I going with this? I, oh. don't, I don't know. It was somewhere good,
0: <laughs> <laughs> where the, they automatically just assume that this that you're the artist. you're an urban artist or you're you are showing in a new york gallery and therefore this is your realm that you live in and so oh i remember where i was going so like um without doing much homework of the assuming that this is just where I'm always kind of existed that, um, they're like, Ooh, you know, it's, you really are tough on the rural, you know, like you yeah. really make these so stereotypical, like an Al cap, like bumpkin yokels right. that are stupid without a thought. And, and you know, the yellow teeth and they look hideous. And, and it's like, so, you know, that's why I also do like having a platform to just be like, to set the record, to go on record and just be like, here's, I'm from the rural. Here's, um, you know, this is my family. This, these are my friends. This is me. This used to be me. This is me right now. And, you know, to straightforwardly say like, you know, I'm using these references coded and then also not. And then sometimes directly. But um, I, it does feel bad when I get misrepresented.
1: Yeah, because you feel, yeah, it doesn't feel good i mean like i get it a lot where people will think with my work since it's kind of flat or it's like there's no emotion or no feeling behind it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and that's and that's you know yeah. it's like i live eat and breathe what i do you know what i mean so mm-hmm. and it's just you know some people are going to have that feel that like you have to throw something for it to be emotional mm-hmm. do you know what i mean yep, it's of course. Just, and you like. You feel bad about that because you Mm. want to sort of say to people, no, no, I really do believe in this stuff. And this is really like Mm -hmm. what I'm into, you know what I mean? But I I think it's just people have like preconceived notions about certain things. And then hopefully maybe when they invest a little bit into the work over time or or look a little deeper, they can, Mm -hmm. you know, be swayed.
0: Yeah. And I also think a lot too and have conversations, especially with students about audience and I kind of have this opinion of uh, where you have to be responsible. And so like, I can tell you forwards and backwards why, you know, like it it comes from self reclamation and power and that these, these characters look really um, unfortunate, but they're very happy and and they, it's seemingly of no consequence to them that they are so unfortunate. And then by default, you know, that's the most powerful position that you can be in, you know? So like I have all, every answer queued up, ready to go um, because of the misrepresentation. But you know, like I can talk my way through it, but in a lot of ways, um, the viewer and what they think is kind of not my responsibility. And right. like, it, once it's out, then it's out, and then and I can control my narrative from my phone or whatever. But um, I spend a lot of time just being like, it's you have to be. I I deeply believe personally that you have to be a responsible artist in terms of like well if I want the viewer to come away with this then how am I articulating that like is this reading or like are they going to miss this entirely or like so am I setting them up for what I want them to get and if it's too if not if it's too clouded or if they're missing the point then what do I have to do to readjust my image to make it work or but I feel really you know I, I mean there's always an if then but I'm like, you know, you make the thing that you need to. And if someone, you know, is into it or rallies against it or is offend, in my case, offended or doesn't understand very clearly that I love this place, but it's also very complicated. Mm-hmm. And so or that I love myself, but it's also very complicated, like infinite layers. But um, I do really think that you have to be selfish in terms of what the, whatever you're into and in making that and go confidently in that direction. But to be responsible for like, well, if I'm making this, you know, super insane image that's very risque on many different levels and I have to be ready, I need to have my words to back it up. I need to um, know where it came from in my brain. I need to be very proactive and responsible And I think that's, I mean, that's art school, but I think that you can do that if you're not in art school, that you should at least be thinking about, I mean, at the most simplest of ways, like how an image works and how you want it to work. and, And is it functioning in that way? And so like at the end of the day, that's why I'm like, you know, I make my thing and put it in the world. And hopefully if someone's extra, um, Advantageous. they'll look and see with my words and be like, oh, she's actually from here. Or, oh, she actually meant it this way. Or, you know, I thought that she was just being shitty and it's very purposeful. So, you know, you can only put so much labor into it. And then we were talking earlier about this exhaustive cycle about how everything feels bad. Like if I worried and thought about what every single person came away with it, that's beyond what I needed them to come away with. then like, why? Ooh, yeah.
1: Paralysis. You never do anything.
0: Yeah. And, and so many artists, I mean, we, the biggest thing that I encounter across schools is just that the same thing always comes up that they're mostly frozen with fear or that yeah. they don't know how to work through a problem or they don't know how to, you know, like curiously go from one image to the next right. or to build off or, or, you know my keywords are always variation in volume so like if you're making a hundred things maybe 20 of those things work and then um if you're making some slight variations on that theme then you know some of these are going to feel great next to this and here's a weird left turn next to one that's like a, a one-liner so
1: i do that too and you're less precious you know totally. if, you're, if you've you just got to like barrel through 20 things you're not like putting all your eggs in one basket yes, it's like it oh I hope this is okay you know it's just like just do it you know yeah. just keep moving through things
0: yeah but that's like a, it's such an impossible lesson to learn because again like a lot of people are concerned with like this is my Guernica this is my magnum opus this is my capital A art like yeah. it has to be quote unquote good and it has to like someone has to want it or someone has to want me and am I valid and then it like comes back it's like uh. especially
1: now that there's so many eyes on everything too yeah totally like back when we were in school or when I was in school you could just make and I did yeah a lot of bad work of you course. know and it just you just move through it now mm-hmm. it's like everyone even if they're not really being watched they feel like they're being watched That's totally it's like, true. oh I don't want to make something bad because mm-hmm. people are going to say something mm-hmm. it's like can you imagine like I I can't have a bad day looking good at school today or something. Yeah, right. What if someone posts that or, I don't know, it just mm-hmm. seems it's a lot of pressure.
0: It's a lot of pressure. Well, the I, I mean, my mantra in all things is you have everything to gain, nothing to lose. So it's just like, why wouldn't you just have a nice day in the studio? Even if it doesn't feel nice to just like spew an endless amount of volume that maybe nothing works. But from the next day, it's just like, well, that's like when I go to work out, they're always like, you know, even if this is awful and hard and you, and you're failing miserably and flopping all over the floor, you know, it's still better that you came here than if you didn't, you know, And I, I'm like, yep, that's totally true. At least I I got here today, and then made all this shit, and then from the, I can assess it, and maybe like five percent of this one tiny thing or this corner or something weird happened. But like, wishing will not make it happen in and this so scenario. So the worst
1: is like, oh. Well, I want to. You know, when you hear that, it's like, well, I really want to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you like, want well, it or not. you know,
0: you in or not? You in or you out? Like that's where I come. I get like super worked up and just like, are how bad do you want it? Or like, or what type of life do you want? Or what's the shape that you want this to? You know, if you want to be represented by a gallery, you have to literally make shit. And we were also saying before too, where it's like the discipline of a studio practice where it's like I know now that I work really slow and so now I know that I have to like work looser and faster because I just I need to literally get things out and it's taking you know to be locked in a chair for a month and a half is not sustainable anymore yeah so like and I only know that because I've been locked in a chair for a month and a half for how many you know and and so then I've developed this whole other part of my my studio practice where it's like I make loose little watercolors and I make um tiny little scrappy things and then I'll take a photo or I'll do you know like infinite different variations on this one theme to you know that expands it but now I can at least like work through something yeah but I mean otherwise um I mean it's the it's the spewing out The crippling fear is what, what I can look around and Sheila, my, my grad, my mentor, I remember so clearly on day one of grad school, she was like, did that old, old gag of like, look to your left, look to your right, these people will not be around making these things. And and it totally is true. You oh know? yeah, yeah. And, it gets real quiet when you super get out. Yeah. And then, you know, like you're going so hard in art school and then then it goes away big time and it's crickets. yeah.
1: It's like a concert to crickets. Mm-hmm. You're like, wait a minute, <laughs> the hell? Where'd everyone go?
0: <laughs> no, it's like where are my Please crew? come to my studio. I know, yeah, I'm begging. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah, it's just like I mean, I'm preparing for like you were saying in the class, like this is gonna go away big time. And so you know, you have to know, you have to put in the time in the lab to know your, what you're inclined to do, what, what you, what trips you up, what like you freak out over, you know, and then to either like plow right through that or work around it in a smart way. So like, but there's no other way around any of it other than just putting the hours in. Like even my little drawing one kids, um, we're just like doing boxes and boxes and, you know, then we start opening up to like I, I gave them like a I let them be in charge of their still life and it's like you can use any paper. So like make a paper sculpture and they always make them super insanely difficult. And yeah. I'm like and I'm like, ooh <laughs> and I say I'm like, I would not want to draw that. I'm right. a, me, myself, and I'm really good at drawing. I'm a master draftsman, I would say. I, I was like, I have no interest in doing that. And I'm yeah. like, so think about that. And so they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. And so um, so then they do it and, they're just, and there's tears and they're freaking and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is good. This is how it feels. And and I was like, get used to, you know, like how many hours it takes to get something looking kind of okay yeah and it's not just like formal discipline of like making a box look okay but it's like if you can draw the box then it translates to when you're here in your studio blinking and breathing and just like staring at a white wall or white canvas and it's just like you should how do you get to work you should know how to get to work yeah and like just like you people go to their nine to five it's the same type of discipline right so I don't know I I get so worked up and excited by art school just because it feels magic to me. Like
1: you seem like you're a really good teacher.
0: Well, I'd like to think so. Yeah.
1: (laughs) This is a masterclass. I'm going to make sure my students, I don't know. Trying to, to, try to, s- try to get students to do something. <laughs> you gotta know, listen to my podcast. <laughs> like, yeah, sure. Sorry, yeah. I'm subscribed. Yeah.
0: You know, this is like a lot of, I have some fancy people through here, you know? No,
1: like, you get some, some people who are like, yeah, man, I would listen to it. And then the other ones are like, yeah, sure. I'll get to it.
0: So many people ask me like, what do your students think of like, think of you and think of the things that you make? And like, do they really know what you're up to? And I'm like, they, I, and positive they don't know or yeah. uh, or follow me no Most of yeah them don't even no, care I don't, i'm like i
1: I don't think that happens as much they, i think when, when, when the internet first hit people were like oh i gotta go i could google them and find out information now it's just like whatever who well if you were
0: smart well see that i was such a freak i've always been hardwired to love school uh, except for high school high school sucked but um you know I, like in undergrad i was like if if i'm smart i would take like I would load like 25 credits at the beginning and then just go to like three sections of biology class and be like, I'm going to vet you and see who I like the best. Yeah. And then, and then I would drop my other things. I just, I was like really scrappy then. Cause I really just, I loved school so much and I wanted it to be right. Mm-hmm. And like, and also people are paying so much money know, now for all this shit. And, and you
1: would think it's just on the house or yeah. like they're like eh, I know and I'm like i make it to the studio today
0: I was tired oh, we, this is where no, I'm no, going some wild we, shit no we can't do it <laughs> I'm gonna I'll get, get uh, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. gonna get my no, whole we, week's gonna be uprooted but
1: oh, yeah I, 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 we're, I think we're <laughs> lockstep there must be something in the Pennsylvania water
0: mm, yeah I get super well grad grads students are a different thing that's what I was thinking about oh yeah yeah, sometimes, they, yeah. Less, I can't even go there. We're not going to talk about that. So, what do you have
1: coming <laughs> up? <laughs> I get so. Where can people find out more about your work? <laughs> uh,
0: you can follow me at Rebecca Morgan ten.
1: That sorry, you can't promote Instagram. <laughs> You've okay. maxed out on followers. Oh, no one else is. Alo- In, What's it, the ten for?
0: That's an awesome question. I'm glad you asked. I was actually going to bring that up. You were number
1: ten on the soccer team.
0: Very close. My um hockey, basketball, baseball. My, that was my softball. My dad's baseball and softball Uh, number yeah and he went to penn state and he he was a mathematician we were really different um and uh he so he he passed away, and so it's kind of like an Sorry. homage, yeah. And so, like, it's I shout out to dad, it's a shout out to dad. I always wear this little red handkerchief, and that's uh, like an homage to my weird outsider grandfather who, like, always had this red hanky, and I have all those things, and I have you know, so it's like this, like, genealogical where things come from yeah. is like super important to me, but um, and DNA, and DNA, yeah, like just literally how <laughs> things are wired, right? But um, but yeah, so like, it's slight sweet homages which are really important to me so the 10 well also there is a rebecca morgan and um that's
1: she, son of a. What?
0: I know well let me tell you she posted <laughs> <laughs> she had a if you go to rebecca morgan i think she has blocked me and and kept me out of her thing because for a while i really wanted just rebecca morgan and so i would send her messages it was like she had maybe like five pictures and they were her dog and her baby and her husband and stuff and i, I would write messages i'd be like <laughs> yeah well yeah bless her heart yeah yeah <laughs> i'd be like listen, I'll paint your, I'll paint your baby. I'll ju- like, give me, I need this. I yeah. need this so bad. I want this so bad. Like, what will it take? I'll, I'll make you Christmas present. I can make you, uh, I know ceramics. Like, what do you want? And it was just like crickets. Block. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if I pull it up, it's block. definitely block. Like you
1: could hear the moment. <laughs> block. <laughs> I was so
0: like, I was in your face a lot, yeah. for sure. But, um, well, so you then, tried. Yeah. And 10 is fine. And 10 is funny thing now. So Rebecca Morgan, 10 always. Um, you're doing okay. Yeah. I'm doing just fine on the gram. <laughs> 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 for, oof, it's getting a little rough. Um, but then right now I'm mostly just, tr- I'm kind of like building my studio back up from, I'm coming off of a solo in my gallery, Asya Geisberg. And I've been there for, I think this will be like my 11th or 10th year there. And so, um, a veteran. Yeah, been at. It. I, she's so genuine. I love her deeply. Um, she understands my work, and that's like a big deal. When it's just like when someone champions you, understands who, what, when, where, why. Like, kind
1: of important and crazy that sometimes that doesn't work out.
0: Yeah, it, it doesn't work out that often. You know, yeah. I've been. That's why I've stuck with her. So because I just love her, her deeply, and all of the things that she's done for me. And it's so, like relationships. Like yes. some people
1: are together for ten years and they're not connected and you're Uh like, wait, that's still happening. Yeah.
0: Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. So, uh, love AGG team, AGG shout out to them. Um, (laughs) so I'm mostly kind of in my studio right now building work back up. So I'm trying to make work for another solo, which will happen. I don't know, um, to be determined probably 2021, a year and a half. Usually it takes me a year to make something solid, but I'm trying to really break some bad habits that I've relied on, formal bad habits that I just, my go-to moves, like I draw a nose the same way every time.
1: Oh, I thought you were going to say cocaine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, I haven't dabbled in that. <laughs> Not so much. But I mean, like, uh, anyways. Uh, we can talk about... No, that was a joke. I know. <laughs> I'm like... It really gets me going in the
1: studio. <laughs> trying to break that habit.
0: Mm-hmm, kind of those types of habits. Um, uh, but I would say, I'm mostly just trying to really break up Formal habits of like of like the things that I've done too many times that I automatically go to that that still feel good to me, but I know that if I'm being a good, if I'm really walking the walk and Mm -hmm. doing what I practice, what I preach, I would be like, well, I'm acknowledging that it doesn't feel super good to me, and I'm like, oh, I'm doing the same type of move, like regurgitating. So, and it mostly comes from that I. A lot of times the problem that I feel like I don't have, um, a lot of times it feels just like order up. Like I have to make a new body of work at a certain time and like, or like, hey, by the way, we're doing this type of a thing. Or, hey, there's a group show. Can you just whip something up? And then I have to, like my time for experimentation.
1: Throws that off, right? yeah. Yeah.
0: And so like I haven't really had time to really like get back to square one where it's just kind of been doing... It sounds like I'm going to sound like a dick when I say this, but like they're all my Rebecca Morgan moves, you mm-hmm. know, which and be like that's kind of Rebecca Morgany, you could say like yeah. stylistically, so like in some ways that's awesome, but in other ways, some of those moves just feel a little rusty and I mean actually sharper than ever, and that's made me more my my problem right so um I'm trying to get looser, trying to get just make immediate images. My hand naturally wants to tighten things, mm-hmm. and so it's a fine line between being just loose enough and, like, the watercolors that I do for warm-ups are really important to my practice. But I'm like, I think I just need to make huge watercolors and get them somewhere, like, halfway in between a loose and a tight hybrid. So it's a lot of formal things that I'm working on right now. But, like, I... I haven't really had the time to just experiment rather than, you know, like right now we're making work for future fair and, Oh, that's what's coming up. So like uh, freeze week, future fair, we're going to be doing that. Nice. Um, I have a, a residency at diahoria in the summer, which I'm super excited about in Greece. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then otherwise it's, just finding more time to like work it out rather than just be like, well, I only have two hours today. So I'm, if I'm going to work, I'll do something that I I know what to do. Right. And so it's a, it's the balance of trying to new things. And then the things that have always worked and thinking ahead, like we were saying, like how do we, how do you make images that still feel genuine, but might be a little bit of a, of a departure. And I think about all the artists that I love who made like a, super 360 and I'm like oof I don't know about that but then they figured it out so I'm like maybe you just need to have that weird uncomfortable you know 180 and like I'm due for a 180 inch towards that yeah and I'm like oh boy this 180 is gonna feel rough or it might not but it's like again just have to be in the lab to get that figured out to work it it out so no way around it Um, my problems are your problems everyone's problems Um, godspeed to everyone (laughs) sayonara <laughs> like
1: well thanks so much for coming up. it was really i I mean it took a while it took a minute yeah but i'm really glad that yeah i'm hard to really track down
0: and that like i keep people guessing great having you over. yeah thanks so much for having me. this is a big deal it means a lot
1: it means a lot to me too so thank you yeah thank you Sound and Vision is recorded, edited, and produced by myself, Brian Alfred. You can find out more about the podcast at sounddivisionpodcast.com. You can support the podcast by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review and sharing it with a friend. You can see images at Sound Division Podcast on Instagram. You can find out more about my work at brianalfred.net and at Alfred Studio on Instagram. Uh, many thanks to Rebecca Morgan make sure you check out her work and check out her Instagram Rebecca Morgan 10 and thank you to Michael Lovett for the introduction to the podcast this week is a little bit of a change the intro and outro music was composed by myself probably the first song that I wrote in about 15 years so um, this sound you're hearing now is a, a new track so many thanks to all of you listeners and uh we've got some more coming up for you some will be done over the internet due to the constrictions but i'm gonna keep talking to people and keep broadcasting it to you all thanks for listening